Hi, I'm Allie Whitman, and this is FinOps Pod. I don't have to start just because you told me to start. <laughs> start That's now. About. I'm starting now. now. <laughs> okay. Hey, everyone. I'm Stacy Case. And I'm Joe Daly. And this is the FinOps X episode of FinOps Pod. That's exciting. I feel like two things, Joe. I feel like FinOps X is still happening in my brain because it's like I can't get rid of it in a good way. But also I feel like it was so long ago and it's been a couple weeks now. It feels like an ancient memory and it also feels like I've never left. I agree with you. It was one of those times where we just finally got to see people face to face that I haven't met face to face before and realize that, yeah, I still like you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not just when I listen to you. I'm like, you're really cool people. This whole community is cool. And I think one of my favorite things I heard somebody said is this conference is amazing because I don't have to explain to anybody what I do. Like everybody already does what I do or they understand it. So it's not like I have to explain. I'm in FinOps. This is what it means. So it's kind of just really cool. It was. But, there were so many like cool people moments. One of my favorites was in between sessions, a person named Alex Grepp. Uh, he walked up to me and he said, hi. And I was like, your name is so familiar. He's like, well, I've been on just about every single FinOps call since the foundation started. I just never turned on my camera. And he's like, but I had to be here. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad you're here. And he's like, this is surreal. And for folks who aren't even, you know, the most noisy active members, our beautiful wallflowers who, <laughs> who are along with us, you know, it was, it was awesome for everybody. And it, I was just so happy to either put faces to names or see people Mm -hmm. outside of a zoom screen that's fantastic yeah and again i'll let you fanboy out with the people that you interviewed in just a minute we can talk about that because i want to call you out on a few things but (laughs) i totally fan out for our community like not only do we have amazing practitioners people that are doing finops not just there but everywhere within our community but To show how cool our community is, our partners are really cool, too. And I'm not going to call anyone out by name, but there is nothing cooler than seeing, like, on a normal everyday situation, people that might be working for one tooling or vendor or service hanging out and just really enjoying each other's company. Normally, you'd be like, ah, this person or that person or this company or that company because you have to be rivals in your everyday, but seeing and hearing And hanging out with them, along with practitioners, making connections for folks, introducing them to other people who do the same thing that they do. It was like, it's so cool. It's really just one of the coolest things that I've ever been involved in professionally. And I'm so excited that we were able to do it. I'm so excited to do it again. But we can bring a little bit of that to everybody, whether you were there or not, because you... Dun, 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 dun. That, that, I don't, that was that was kind of going to be a drum roll, but I didn't really know how to do a drum roll. That oh, wait, hold, have... on, hold on one second. What were you talking about? One, I like the drum roll. Two, I'm nervous that we're bringing live sound effects into this now. <laughs> so you have a lot of power over there, Joe Daly. <laughs> Enough. Enough. Okay. We're done with the sound effects. (laughs) As I was saying, Mr. Daly was amazing group of people that you had a chance to interview while we're there to get for the podcast. 
But I know specifically, you may have acted like their number one fan president of their fan club in a couple of situations. Yeah, I did fanboy out with Ellie a bit. He was one of those people who's been around. He's been so helpful to the community for so many years. He's the author of Mastering AWS Cost Optimization. It's a book that's been out for a long time now. Third edition is being printed as Ellie mentioned in the interview. Ellie is a a great contributor to the community. And it was just really cool to meet him. Um, That's what, so who else who else did you interview? I mean, I know list, there's a long list. Thor, we have Dieter Mason, Aaron Adele, Mike Eisenstein, Michelle Dupuis, Vitaly Belyasov, Teresa Mead, Diana Milova, Irving Nam, Scott Schulman, the award-winning Dan Berg, Ali Whitman, and Zach Statham, leader of the award-winning Fidelity FinOps team. And That's amazing. It is. It's really cool. I got some scavenger hunts for people to listen for. While some hidden gems. We're going to find some hidden some, gems in there. What, some hidden what? gems for everybody. Okay. Three times during the interviews, someone knocked over their microphone onto the ground. <laughs> Seriously? And they were just I, that I excited. We're like, when yeah, they're like hand just, gesturing. And I mean, that sounds I, like something I would do, to be fair. Hey, but, if you talk with your hands, microphones take practice. Mm hmm. Forecasting. <laughs> Try to count how many times forecasting and chalk talks get mentioned. Everyone was so pumped for the chalk talks. That landed so much with folks. I mean, not to brag, but I did lead a pretty amazing chalk talk myself on advancing yeah. FinOps careers and mentoring. Jim. I, I would have loved Just, to have participated in the chalk talks. I, mean, I was talking to people you with were, You were doing the podcast. Yes. I was fanboying out to And. To and you were seeing the lightning talks that were happening. I was. I, in the afternoon, I emceed the lightning talks. I also emceed, I was kind of emceeing. We were, both of us were room captains. Yes. Yes. Was... Can we talk about that real quick? Just let me set the stage for folks. On day one, we had really great like keynote speakers. And then we had four breakout session tracks. So we had four different rooms with different tracks going and I mean, I don't know how people chose because those are amazing. And hold on, little plug here. I think those are on YouTube as well. So people that miss those breakout talks are on YouTube. But they were set up in different areas in the hotel. And you and I, ballroom B and ballroom C, were right Mm -hmm. next to each other. And both of us, without talking to each other, started a bit of a rivalry that we thought we started, but both of us must be thinking the same way. Can you, can happened. you explain that to me, Jill? Like what happened between well, ballroom B and ballroom C? Well, you have to understand that ballroom B was a wolf pack and we what were there What does that mean? Well, here, oh. let's just listen in. I have a clip to demonstrate. Have a great experience. So give it up for Gina. Actually, let's just go ahead right off the bat and take off ballroom C. Let's give it up for Gina. <laughs> First of all, I didn't bring a clip, so I feel like that's not fair, too. That sounded okay. I'm going to tell you that Ballroom C sounded much better and louder than that at any one given time because, you know. (laughs) Ballroom B, we brought it. I mean, what's funny, so this clip came from Gina Berg's presentation on data ingestion. And so we, we did that right off the bat. And then Gina starts. And then there's like a little retaliatory cheer from Ballroom C in the background that you can hear. So. That might have been me saying, hey. 
folks, I have a great idea. <laughs> Let's cheer really loudly. So yeah, we kept that up throughout the day. I think that it was funny because I don't know about you, but I had folks coming in that were, that had been between the two ballrooms and like mm-hmm. telling me like, you know, Joe is totally doing this on purpose. He's trying to get them to clap. I'm like, think I'm not? Like I'm doing the exact same thing as Joe at this moment. But wow. that's pretty funny. Do you want to get back to your introduction of the people you <laughs> interviewed? Let's just jump in. I am here. This is probably the most exciting person I've met. And I've met just a cavalcade of minor celebrities in the FinOps world. And this is a major celebrity in the FinOps world, Ali Mansour, who wrote a, he wrote a book on the topic. And it's really thrilling to be sitting across from you and talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't uh, imagine such a welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, and, and so we were just chatting, and my question is, your impressions from day one of the FinOps conference? First, I was really impressed from the amount of people that arrived, mm-hmm. and the size of like the personas within organizations and which organizations attended. Like, very big spenders, very large organizations, and it was just interesting to see how the cloud adoption is increasing and how seriously this organization starts to take cloud and cloud costs. So the uh, transformation that is happening is real, it's happened, and it was inspiring to see all the people that arrived. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were talking, you told me about, this This was eye-opening for me, you were mentioning the different perspectives across the globe. Yeah, so I'm from Tel Aviv, Israel, and, and I'm like, I would say, eight, nine years in the cloud, including four years in, in AWS, so I left recently also. So I, I leave companies who transition to clouds on a daily basis. But I'm based in Israel. So I see the Israeli perspective, and uh, here in this conference, I see the perspective of large organizations uh, with teams spread around the globe with thousands of developers, engineers. So it gives me the opportunity to listen to FinOps personas from the US, different scale. And there are differences, differences about the objectives of the role, and here I hear a lot about we need to put it in control, we need to put it in budget, we need to put the guardrails, but in many cases this is the top challenge. Yeah, let's be in budget, let's know the forecasting, how much we're going to spend, and that's kind of be green, we are green. Mm-hmm. In Israel it's differently, we deal a lot with optimization and we want to do it fast (laughs) and quick. So using spot instances from day one is kind of the normal in many cases. Mm -hmm. And actually the message is use spot instances as much as you can. And then for the remaining steady workloads that remain and cannot run on spot instances like database or or so so on, commit for those with savings plans or with reserved instances. In the chat talks and uh, the sessions, I hear the message is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's commit to the workloads and using spot instances is kind of uh, surprising or uh, not the normal. No, it's not the normal. <laughs> From my perspective, I, I admit I've done this at two different stops at Fortune mm-hmm. 100 companies and it is very 
high level of skepticism yeah. with spot instances because the focus is on stability of the system. Yeah. And when you're told that you know you may get preempted and the server may go away, I mean, that's all you need to hear. The rest of the yeah. technology isn't going to <laughs> land, and and so people get people get nervous. Yeah. But I mean, when you, you said you mentioned. Bruno from Newbank yeah. mentioning that 80% production on spot instances and the yeah. crowd went, yeah, exactly. there was like a shock. Yeah, exactly. So in Israel, it's the normal, like uh, companies from different verticals, you know, gaming, automotive, even enterprises, they understand that if I have the two minutes alert before an instance is taken, in many cases, the transaction takes milliseconds to complete. Mm -hmm. So if we get the message about, hey, this instance will be taken off, so we stop delivering more transactions. So we should be good, but it's an engineering thing and something to take care of. So mm -hmm. I understand the stability message and this is like the differences in perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one takeaway, right. one uh, something I learned here. So that's really valuable to see these perspectives. Yeah, I think one of the things I've learned the most in this role when I've joined the FinOps Foundation is, is talking to folks internationally because I'm mostly focused on yeah. domestic yeah. The United States in the past and so being able to see concerns from Brazil yeah. the you telling me about spot usage yeah. in Israel is yeah. really interesting so the book my um, the third release is going to be published in Korea South Korea mm -hmm. soon really like in a month or two it's being translated in the past year so now we're going to get perspectives from Korea as well. That's fantastic. <laughs> I have one listener in South Korea, so go really? out and get yeah, the book. <laughs> it's, in, it's really in the oven, going to be released really, really soon. I can guarantee you one purchase from this podcast. <laughs> I hope there will be many more. There will be many. There will absolutely be many, many more. Cool, cool. I love it. Can I get a photo of you? Of course, of course, of course. By the way, thank you so much, Ali. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've said your name a million times, and I probably mispronounced it so many times. Dieter Mason. It's Mason. Yeah. I've uh, yeah, I pronounce it hard to You can pronounce it you like. It's Dieter fine. Mason. So, Dieter. Yes. You were the first FinOps. It wasn't called FinOps. It was, it called, was called Cloud Financial Management. Cloud Financial Management at yes. the time. I think it was 2016. Yes. I saw you and LV Lee do a presentation, and I was in the audience. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, you were, in my mind, the first. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> there, there was, there's probably somebody else doing yeah, it, yeah, too. Yeah. But you're the first person I saw doing it. That's right. And that presentation just went, poof, and took off yeah. for me. So being like there was either one or two sessions at that reInvent in 2016. That's right. yeah. And now we have this FinOpsX conference. That's right. It grew tremendously. Yeah. What do you think about this industry right now and, and this conference? It's only going to grow from here, right? With Andy Jassy saying a couple of years ago, right, that 95% of all IT is still in the data center, the cloud will grow, the cloud migrations will grow, and then, of course, FinOps will grow with it. Yeah. And how many people have you seen that you've recognized from over the years? A lot. It's a really tight-knit community, right? Mm -hmm. I really enjoy these events. This is the first in-person event that I have done since COVID started. Right? <laughs> so it is insane. I really enjoyed this. This was great, you know, being able to hug people. I know. It's, it's huge. I've, I've missed it. 
I know. It was, it's so funny when I saw him. I was like, ah, yes, yes. <laughs> right? We have known each other for such a long time, right? And we trust each other, and mm -hmm. we know what we work on, right? Right. And we really enjoy being together. Isn't it a weird thing? This is why I think our community works. My theory is there's only a few of us in one company. And so you're kind of, yes. you're a small tribe in your company. But yes. when we get together, we know each other. That's right. But we don't know, know each other. But we're familiar enough that when we see each other, we give each other, hey, yeah. and a hug. And you just, hey, how you doing? You and have the same pain that I have. Yeah. Right? We know that. And it's just a smooth connection. Yes. yes. And there, there are people who I'm like, I know your name. And because I, I see everybody's name and, and 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 people come up to me and say like hey i saw you talk and i'm like which one i have no, <laughs> I have no idea right the last two years have been a blur right right and then uh like you're great this is amazing i really enjoy that so this is uh, it is something different i really like the in-person interaction and and being able to talk about new topics as well i think sustainability is one of those and what i'm being asked about more and more is what is the value of cloud right now that companies in the beginning right it was like a toe dipping kind of exercise but now companies are in the cloud for you know three four five years and the question that surfaces quickly uh, frequently is um what is the value of cloud why are we doing this how is it helping us right right and that's a new one that we that we didn't have five years ago when someone just comes and that's sort of new to the area and it's like hey we're spending x amount of dollars on this is this useful for the company what is this useful for the business what does mm -hmm. it do for us yeah it's such an interesting point you're making we've been doing this five years now yeah what's something that you thought was right five years ago that now you're like mm, didn't turn out to be as right as we thought I think most of the principles of waste reduction and rate reduction, they're still holding nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Something that I was very proud of five years ago is the job that I did managing my own prepayment products like reserved instances, savings plans that came later, right? Mm -hmm. Reservations on Azure or committed usage discount on GCPs. And I was really proud and I did a fantastic job, right? Bottom line is that you know, I spent like maybe two hours a week on this. And I learned that there is companies out there, many actually, that provide this as a third party service. And I was proud that I had 85, 90% coverage with those prepayment products. A third party vendor was able to crank it to like 94, 95%, right? And at 200 million annually, that additional 4% is substantial, right? Yeah. It's several hundred thousand dollars a month. When you're working at scale, that, yes. that percent. Yes, I always was very confident that I was doing a fantastic job, but there's companies that, you know, have staff that mm -hmm. is doing that 24-7, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if Dieter Mason can learn, we can all <laughs> learn. Thank you. <laughs> Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Aaron Edel from AWS. And? Mike Eisenstein from Accenture. Oh, it's a meeting of the minds right here. I know. Nervous. Gentlemen, what was your thoughts on day one of FinOpsX? Um, I'll go first. I, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. And I think the term, the concept of FinOps is something that even in the last few months has been really evolving for me personally as I explore it. And I, I, I was, in, in, uh, in my people's language, I was cavelling, right? <laughs> I was just having such a, a, a great moment where I was realizing that all these people are here together trying to solve the same problem together, right? Mm -hmm. We're not, there's no, we're not fighting about it. There's no disagreement. It's let's, how can we share knowledge? How can we be inclusive? And you know, how can we all 
rise the tides together. And that really came away yesterday thinking, this is fantastic. This is a community that I really want to be a part of, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I just wasn't expecting to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So to build on that a little bit, I say I, I'll use this the same way. I would call it geschmack. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great day. I thought the information was really good. I thought the, yeah, exactly, getting all the people together in one place. There was both the information sharing that happened in the sessions, but there was a ton of stuff that happened outside of that. Standing in line for a drink, you know, or a coffee, there was all kinds of collaboration and the conversations that go on and getting an understanding of what the problem space is evolving to. And so I'm seeing now, I'm seeing an evolution to... I don't know, was it phase three or whatever you would want to call it, where the problem space has moved on from the original. Once upon a time, it was all about cost optimization. And that's still obviously the big dog, I think, in the space. But mm -hmm. I'm hearing a ton about forecasting. And that's just, you know, that's something that we've been working on a lot. It, I hear everybody's working on that. I think that's going to be another space. Mm -hmm. we, I don't know. It was, uh, to me, it was a good view into the broad challenges that everyone faces as a group. What is the quality of the data that you have access to that gives you the insights that you need? What yeah. does it take to get that data into place? What are the procedural hurdles that people are having, organizational hurdles, that people, common organizational hurdles between FinOps and finance, for example. All that as a general sense of the industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this is evolving into was great for me. You know, you're right, Mike. It's going from cost control, which is a gateway drug into FinOps, into uh -huh. how do I manage and forecast out the value that we're going towards. You know what the dad joke is when I talk to customers is I say, usually you're asking, how can I lower my bill? You're asking me, how can I lower my AWS bill? And the, the answer is just use AWS less. <laughs> but that's not really the question you're asking. But the question is, how do I get more value for every dollar I spend? And that's something that I learned. And what's interesting too that you brought up is thinking about the data ingestion. You were mentioning some finance and accounting inputs. And I was start realizing just now that we all came here from different places, right? I mean, my background's in startups and machine learning and data and not finance and not even really cloud spend, but yet here I am. Mm -hmm. And just talking to people who have backgrounds in accounting and finance, and here they are. And we can meet in the middle. And I think that's what FinOps is about. It's about DevOps and IT and financial people and all of us coming together and saying, let's, let's bring our skills together and, and solve a problem together. I just really like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a really pleasing concept. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of people in the industry, they come from finance and they're starting to learn the architecture, they're learning the technology, or they're the architects who are really good with spreadsheets. And they started off looking at the billing file in a spreadsheet and evolved into, wait a second, this, you know, then they suddenly have to work with finance or the businesses to do the forecasting, where are you going to land? And so, in many cases, that's not a good use of an architect's time or a finance person's time. And so having somebody who's dedicated to this is, is in my opinion, very, very important. Gentlemen, this is a true pleasure. And I'm, it's so cool to have you both sitting here talking to me at the same time. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Vitaly. I work for Align Technology. This is the company that stands behind Invisalign. That's our main product. And I do FinOps there. Yeah. How are you enjoying FinOpsX? Oh, this is fantastic. I mean, I'm so excited to meet everyone. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and you can't make this stuff up, it's okay, Joe. It's you're only brand new. Good thing, no. <laughs>
<laughs> no pressure, no. Thanks. You can see how excited I am. <laughs> Mike just throwing the mics around. That's how excited he is. He's a rock yeah. star. So yeah, I mean, like yesterday on the after party, we were talking to a couple of folks that we are so kind of exhausted because we met so much people, and you just can't stop. Absolutely, absolutely. The energy is just incredible. It is. Michelle, introduce yourself real quick, and then talk about the energy. Michelle Dupuis, EBSCO. We're a publishing company. Publishing. Yeah. It's electric, and it's great to meet all the people that we've been talking to for the last three years on a Zoom, mm -hmm. and building and fostering those relationships and meeting new people and getting new people involved. I met somebody just now coming off the stage. She's brand new at Google, uh, and she's just had so many questions, and how can she build her brand and get more involved? And I don't know if they would have done that over the internet. You know, being here and, like you said, meeting people last night, and just... It, It just makes a difference. You just yeah. can never replace that in the world. We've right. done great coming out of the pandemic, but I think everybody was itching to have an opportunity like this and That's be fantastic. here. That's fantastic. So I, we knew if we got everyone in the same room, there would be that networking connection. But the content, we had a day full of sessions. How's the content so far? It's all community content. What are you finding useful? spoke with the ambassadors this morning when we did our ambassador meetup and they were saying that you know they really enjoyed the different talks and same thing there were mm -hmm. so many they didn't know which one to go to I said the good news is they're recorded so check it out on the YouTube channel coming up Absolutely. and uh, and they just they loved it Vic's talk got a lot of good energy and everybody's gonna go back and watch that if they didn't catch it Dina did a talk and uh, you know so many good things I was with Dan Berg early in the morning and uh, went to his talk and really enjoyed that I will tell you though this morning I'm part of the forecasting work group, and so I was down there helping Amanda get set up for the first one, and we weren't sure because the space is tight, and it's all new, and we're, we're learning as we go. Right. And as soon as she put people into groups, that energy just was amazing, and they, they started talking. Yeah. Like, what are my challenges with forecasting? And then she's on the board writing these down, and it's the most interaction I've ever seen. I, I don't get that from the work group. We try, but we don't get. There's like 50 people there interested in forecasting, so my brain is saying, how do I get these people involved when they leave here today how do i how do i build on this because them sharing those ideas with each other is what we've all been searching for and it was happening upstairs this morning oh that's so awesome italy what do you get so i would highlight a couple things first mm -hmm. and foremost i would notice that like first there was a finally the state of finops survey was released and the data is amazing and being able to basically see this data live is fantastic the first thing that basically enlightened me yesterday was seeing how FinOps itself is evolving like with the speed of light this is like just amazing and you can feel it here because everyone from the FinOps world is here so it's like you actually get this feeling that this is a real thing and seeing companies like Apple yesterday on the keynotes there mm -hmm. Apple has it so yeah this was inspiring second thing is green ops there were many talks yesterday regarding the green ops super interesting mark basically introduced the whole green ops concept like the current state of it which is just starting but seeing the numbers how much the actual waste for the cloud was previous year and converting it to the carbon footprint this is kind of like mind-blowing yeah and also seeing that there are so many solutions right now on the container cost management like the like the talk yesterday there was by OpenCost The room was so packed, I literally have to squeeze in. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. Yeah. So many things are happening, and it's as you said, it's really hard to digest them on mm -hmm. time. So yeah, I guess we'll need a couple of weeks to basically figure out like. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna have to decompress. Yes. And figure it out. Hi, my name is Diana Mileva, and I'm working as a senior business analyst in the Cloud FinOps team at Atlassian. Awesome, awesome. And I'm Teresa Mead. I am the manager of infrastructure finance at Atlassian. Okay, and I'm not meaning to exclude you, but high five for finance. Thank there you. Finance rocks. Finance rocks. <laughs> but IT's good too. So it's what? all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was your uh, takeaway from day one? I learned a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. I really liked all, all the talks that were about the adoption journeys. Mm -hmm. A lot of learnings from that. Yeah. Then, and you just did a lightning talk. I just morning. did one, yeah. What was your topic? It was reports from cloud service provider, billing data, delays, and other perks. Yeah. And were people hitting you up afterwards to, with a little bit more? Yeah, they, they were, yeah. So it was pr pretty much about the challenges that we're facing when we are trying to get the billing data to the engineering teams, like mm -hmm. delays, missing data, billing incidents, mm -hmm. things and like that, and how to handle these. Yeah. And Teresa, are you presenting too today, are you? I presented yesterday. You presented yesterday? Yeah, I closed out the day. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, how was it like the last session? It was difficult. It was great, but it was difficult to get to that mm -hmm. point because you're seeing everybody else and they're doing so great on stage right. and fielding questions so well. And then I get up on stage and I'm one of those people who's my own worst critic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to blow it. Oh, I'm no. not going to be able to answer any questions. And it went fantastic. Great. But it was that anxiety you that builds up. You had the whole day to deal with it. Yeah. Well, what I'm finding is you've both done presentations and you thought your presentations are over. However, now everyone knows you yes. and knows that you have something to say about something. Are you getting just more of, hey, I like this, or what do you think of that? Yes, a lot more. Yeah, mm -hmm. meeting new people, yeah, discussing kind of talks and other things as well. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the remainder of the conference? Honestly, I'm liking the chalk talks. Yeah. I was at the forecasting one for the first half, and not only was that you know a focus of the discussion that I did yesterday, but seeing everyone else's ideas about how it works and what we should be doing there and who should be included in that process is what I'm you know seeing that and that type of collaboration is what I'm excited for for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh, forecasting. <laughs> it's so near and dear to my heart, though. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard. Yes. What I had to do, I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years. It's what my job has been since I graduated from college, is understand that you can only be as good as the data you have. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to be right because data changes. You get better data. You get newer data. So when you're forecasting for 36 months out, three months later, your next 36 months is going to be drastically different because you're going to have three more months of data to base it on. Yeah. yeah. But everyone, so everyone keeps coming up. Like I, one of the most frequent questions I get is, hi, I'm new to the FinOps Foundation. What, how can you help me with forecasting? And I'm like, talk. Uh, now I'm gonna say, talk to Teresa. Yes. And what's, what are you most looking forward to here for the rest of the day? For me, I think it's chalk talks as well. Chalk talks. Yeah, there is one about reserved instances right now, and yeah, a lot more interesting coming up. So, well, thank you both so, so much. Looking forward to the rest of the day. Yes, us too. Hey, this is Irving Nam. I work in the Cloud FinOps and Vendor Strategy Group for Goldman Sachs. That's really cool. Yeah. So w w how have you felt about FinOpsX thus far? 
I felt that it's great. We came here with the aim to kind of network and learn a little bit about what uh, all of our peers are doing and just, I guess, generally get into the community a little bit more. Yeah. We're, at least at Goldman, we're now more formally getting this practice off the ground and started. Mm-hmm. And it's great to know that there's actually a community and more of an independent kind of group yeah. of folks out there that are passionate about the subject that are really motivated to share ideas and build this practice up to be something yeah, more. You're not the first. I got so excited. But yeah, as I was saying, just really excited to see the kind of passion that people have here. Do you have any takeaways that you're going to go implement? You know, I heard some interesting ideas. Uh, I'm not sure that all of them are things that we can necessarily implement. Uh, some are interesting and some to some degree aspirational, but for example, I think Riley from Domo is speaking about what they're doing and it seemed like they're quite advanced in terms of their ability to understand right-sizing opportunities and it was interesting to note from him that their FinOps practice was led out of the SRE team, which as I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense, especially if you're trying to get to the edges and really, you know, the hardest problem to tackle really is in that right-sizing group in terms of, uh, at least in savings. and so. Uh, made sense that team since they do have all the information typically in most organizations that right. it makes sense that it's very easy for them to connect the dots so i thought that was an interesting take on it that is interesting because a lot of times finops teams start because someone's got to pay the bill right right but if you're looking at it from the engineering perspective from the start with the sre team you're starting from a different viewpoint to get to the same end goal exactly and and maybe they're just taking it one step further from a traditional devops role in that they're very much aware of how things are actually running in operation today and so it makes sense if what we're doing is a little bit more reactive in terms of trying to build this practice but i guess finops itself trying to shift left a little bit and get a little bit more upstream into being embedded or designed into the patterns you deploy or as we call it at Goldman Sachs we want to infuse ourselves into the happy paths that are laid out already mm-hmm. so that you're not only designing or deploying things in a secure and resilient manner but you're also doing it in a cost-effective way and that's generally what at Goldman Sachs what we describe as happy paths is we try to publish these happy paths and we have projects called fast track for example to fast track you onto the cloud and so it makes sense for us to be embedded in that and so that's where our focus is in terms of beyond let's clean up and get rid of the fad and these are more tactical things but as we think forward into the future where do we really want to be we want to be part of the operational readiness we want to be part of the architectural design we want to be mm-hmm. embedded far more left <laughs> than where most people are picking it up i think you, uh, in general. you know i really appreciate what you've done because in my past i was a practitioner and i led a finops team and when we worked in the pipeline space and trying to enforce standards, we called it enforcing standards, which if I tell you we're going to enforce these standards, you're going to bristle. Right. But you're saying, here's the happy path. Oh, I want to go down that. And you want to go skipping down it. Exactly. And there was a specific reason for making, using those uh, choice words. And the idea being that it's a happy path for developers because we've already gone ahead. For, this is more from the technical side, right? Mm-hmm. Compliance and tech risk, especially in a bank and regulated environment, they've done their due diligence to ensure that these are blessed designs and architectures. And you should be able to pull from a bucket of patterns that are all you need to do is work on the logic of how you're going to use that mm-hmm. and know that it's doing it the right way and not leaving that up to developers to decide or to adjust or modify 
but basically just going down that happy path so that yeah, you can reach your objectives a little bit quicker. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Irving, this has been fantastic. Yeah. What a pleasure yeah. to talk to you. Great to meet you. And by the way, lovely to meet you too. I've never met you before and I'm so glad that you stopped by and I was able to say yeah, hello. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. All right. All right. All right, so Mr. Shulman. Yes, sir. You've been doing this. You've been in the industry for a while as well. I have. What was your takeaway of day one of FinOpsX? I thought day one of FinOpsX was really insightful. If you look at the history of kind of the data center transformation to the cloud, mm -hmm. this is another iteration of what the future is going to look like. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things that we're seeing, automation and security and governance and cost management mm -hmm. are going to be different at scale. And there'll be new problems that present itself like AI and ML along the lines of how to accelerate the speed of change and information that we're seeing. It's only going to keep growing in scope. And I think so. So, you know, by today, if you're in the console administering, you're behind the times. You should be doing it through automation because you can't do it fast enough. And I think those kind of iterations are going to be what we see in the future. You know, I heard a lot of questions. The audiences were so good in all those sessions because... Absolutely. There were 30 minute sessions and sometimes the presentations were 15 minutes or 20 minutes and there'd be so many questions afterwards to fill up the rest of the time. And I heard a number of times from the audience, are you launching from code? Are you launching from the console? The maturity of the questions are really starting to grow from at all levels. I think that one of the things that came out of it that was very interesting is that there is a concern around cost savings, but there's an appreciation that those savings are gonna get poured back into more consumption. Mm -hmm. So the driving the cost down the buying more paper towels at Costco because you're buying them at a lower price. It's not like the savings are going out and being used to something else. They're being reinvested into more cloud services because the velocity of cloud consumption mm -hmm. with the backlog is, is pretty immense. So I think that unlike traditional just cost savings, the cost savings drive more cost consumption. You're looking there, you're trying to get the unit cost of the widget. Absolutely. Right, as opposed to the total cost of the widgets. And I think that there is no shortage of consumption intention. Mm -hmm. So when they look at the backlog of what's being moved to the cloud, and I have 4,000 servers still to go, every time I move one, I want it to be moved at a lower cost, but I want to move at a velocity to get those servers moved over faster and more efficiently. Yeah. You get the best of everything you can get. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. All right. Oh, it's so weird to hear your voice in your ear so loudly. I'm definitely not used to that. But you need to be louder and you need to get a little closer. Do I need to get closer? A little closer. All right, here we go. Oh, that's smooth. That's the volume. You got a radio voice. Dan, you were awarded last night. I was, you, by you, thank you. I did award you, didn't <laughs> I? So tell us about that. What was the award that I gave you? Oh, what was the exact wording? It was related to the meetup. Yeah, I, I don't have the award with me right now. I, I should. I should probably carry that around everywhere I go. It's, it's a heavy award. Yes, it's very heavy. So um, Dan was awarded because he's an amazing community member. He's the organizer of the New York City Cloud FinOps Meetup Group, which meets monthly and has for a long time now. Um, yeah, I think that started May or June of 2020, like during the pandemic. Yeah. And we've been doing monthly since then. And folks, that may sound like it's easy. It is not easy. That is a commitment. And Dan has followed through. And he's learned so much. And it's not just that he does it. It's that he shares the learning. Um, yeah. I mean, it is a virtual meetup. So it's a little bit less work than, say, an in-person place. But, 
Yeah, it's been great. It's really good to connect with the community because it's virtual. We get people that are not just in New York, but they're all over the country and all over the world. And it's just been wonderful to, to bring more people in. And I would say that a lot of people that discover the meetup hadn't heard of the foundation before. So they were just kind of browsing, looking for connections with people and then discovered the Finance Foundation, which is great. That's awesome. So many folks have come in through you. You've had uh, vendor InfraCost came and did a fantastic, phenomenal. Yeah, that talk's really good. And it's on the, your YouTube, right? Yeah, so, and you provided yeah. us with the YouTube. And, and that's why we, as a foundation, thank you, Dan Berg, because you lead through lifting up others and sharing with others. You're making me blush. I can't tell because you've got a mustache. It's a, on my cheeks? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> your mustache is growing. Yeah. You're a phenomenal community member, and we thank you for being part of it. And I'm so excited. I've never met you in real life. I know. Today. It's so wild to meet everybody here in person. I, I feel like a lot of us have only connected virtually just because everybody's in different locations. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a wild, it's been weirder than I expected it to. Like I expected it to be strange to actually meet people in person because like we've all had that, like the Zoom person that we meet, but like having an entire conference full of people is a unique experience. Zoom doesn't really give you proportions. No, definitely not. You just get, you, you just like, I know his head shape is compared to his shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, like Noel, first time I saw Noel, I was like, oh, you're a good foot and a half taller than I thought you were. Yeah, and it's height, but it's also like presence. I don't mm -hmm. know how to describe it. There's just some sort of like unspoken thing when you have somebody standing next to you that is just missing. Thank you so much, Dan Burke. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have a good show voice. I, mm, I do. It's a limited skill set. I mean, ballroom B yesterday. Ballroom B. You know what I like is that that became a thing. It really did. <laughs> people were, at, the, at the party, people were like, ballroom B. I'm like, ballroom B. You got to make shirts next year. Yeah. I'll, whatever, whatever room we're in, that's the room to be in. So if you, if you don't know what ballroom B is, so you should have been in ballroom B. You should have too late. Please say hello and introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Allie Whitman, and I'm a senior staff product engineer at the Walt Disney Company. Do you call yourself a cast member? We do. So sad. I use that in your intro. <laughs> I actually, I should have brought it. I have my, um, we have like different name tags that you can wear and they're themed. So I have an Encanto one actually in the hotel. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought about wearing it, but I was like, okay, that's a little too much. I liked your Encanto slide. Thank you. It's a great movie. Uh, I, I've not watched it, but my kids have 10 times and I know enough about the reference. I was like, oh, when you said, when you like said Encanto is like your FinOps team and it's like, everyone's got their strength. And I, I really, you, you said some things that landed. The audience really appreciated your presentation. Thank you, thank you, it's fun. Yes, she was presenting on her career path. You would have thought that she was going to talk about data ingestion, which I think you would rather have talked about. A lot more comfortable talking on that topic. I can go all day talking about data, how to use it, the stories to tell with it. Talking about myself and my journey is a little bit harder. It's mm -hmm. not always easy to tell it because it's how much do you tell how do you not go on tangents? How do you make sure it resonates with people? You've had a lot of roles. What were you the worst at? Change management. Change management? Oh my gosh, yeah. I am, I'm more of a quantitative person, mm -hmm. qualitative, so it was actually one of my first consulting projects after college, and it was a change management project about something that just had nothing to do what I was interested with, and it was more thought leadership in terms of like, how do we do these events to make sure that people are adopting this new tool that they had? And it was 
not my skill set. No. Just a lot of different people, a lot of having to go back to, okay, here's our playbook, here's our community events, here's our Yammer channel, our Slack, or whatever it was, and just not my strong suit. No. It's hard. That is a skill set. Yes. But you tried it, and you did it, and you learned from it, right? Yep. I know exactly what I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, I learned a lot about FinOps by figuring out what doesn't work. Yep. And uh, sometimes that's the... You learn the best way to how to use the stove by figuring out how not to burn yourself. <laughs> that is true. So, what was your biggest takeaway from day one? I think my biggest takeaway from day one is the community. Mm -hmm. One of the things about coming to this event is we all know that there's a big community of FinOps folks out there, but being able to actually be in person with them and every single person I've talked to has a different story, has something to bring to the table. I It's hard not to actually just want to dive in with them and whiteboard out these different types of areas that they are doing so well and I see so much that I could take away from them. Yeah, it is. It's so fun. Like I've, I wanted to interrupt some presentations and be like, what about this? What about that? And kind of get into it. And I'm no longer a practitioner, but like seeing some of the cool things people were doing, I'm like, well, that'd be kind of cool to implement that. And yeah, it's really fun to see how everyone's growing differently. Yep. What are you looking forward to for day two? I think day two, I'm looking forward to... Well, there's the Women in FinOps lunch, so I'm really excited for that. I think it's always fun to find your community, continue to build it, and so get to meet more folks there. I'm also really excited for more of the Chalk Talks. I think those are the best because you actually get to kind of learn about how each people are doing it, play off each other's ideas, collaborate, and partner with them. It's awesome. It is an awesome community. Yeah. So thank you so much for stopping by. Of course, and thank you for everything. Or nope. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I am here with the <laughs> I am here with the leader of the award-winning Fidelity FinOps team, Zach Scythem. Thank you, Joe. Glad to be here. So, what was your favorite moment of day one? I think it's just all the people coming together. No, no, no. It was when you were awarded. When we were awarded top FinOps team. That was uh, definitely an exciting time. So what was your biggest takeaway from day one? Uh, it's just a lot of learning. It, it was great to see so many talks, so many takeaways for us to think about things to go and implement on our side that we, we've done some great things on our side, but there's always just so much more to do. And, uh, and just hearing everyone's talk is just, uh, it, it brings a whole new set of energy to kick the new performance year off for us. That's a good point. So like, it's not just ideas, but energy. Energy, absolutely huge energy here. Yeah, that I, I forget about that is is when you go to a conference. It's our for a lot of people. It's their first conference in two years, over two years, and you just get energy in these ideas. And maybe they're not one hundred percent applicable, but you can take them and build on them, and it just gives you that force of momentum. Yeah, these are just ideas to think about that are going to be at the forefront for us. Things like sustainability that we talked about earlier in the chalk talk today different ways to calculate for chargeback that we haven't thought of that might be a better way to do it to the business so that they're more empowered again. Were you in the ballroom B when Josh Bowman from Electronic Arts was going over his chargeback? Yeah. And then Allie Whitman, who was just recording actually, she proposed an idea about how to do it a little bit differently. Yeah, right on the fly. Right on the fly. And I was like, can we just whiteboard this right now? Yeah. It, I, could tell, I could tell Josh was like, oh, we need to dig deeper into, the, yeah, into this he, conversation. But he was like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Which is awesome. And that's yeah. what I love about the community part, where they're like, yeah, we'll sit down. We'll, we'll do Chalk Talk. We'll, uh, we'll whiteboard it out. Talk about the... Talk about the... 
sustainability. You know what? Let's not talk about that topic because I can't say it. <laughs> talk, can you talk about the sustainability chalk talk? What was that like? I haven't been able to see any of these chalk talks because I'm down here. Yeah, it was, it's, a, you know, our company's doing it today. Have they thought about it? You know, can they look at their businesses and for the, why they're utilizing resources, what the output is supposed to be in the, in the outcome that they're trying to get? And is it actually doing what it's supposed to do? And can you actually, I would say, reduce resources at the same time to try to gain that benefit? And then I think it's just early on from a, almost like a scoring perspective to see, you know, are you doing sustainability, yes or no? And I think right now it's really early times, and I think it'll be something great to try to figure out. Yeah, it is really early times. The more I hear these early time conversations about green ops, it's like the early talks about FinOps. It's, it's, very much overlaps the early talks about FinOps. Yeah, and for us too, like we've been pushed on our side of Fidelity to really start thinking about it, and we're gonna try to partner with the head of sustainability to see what's on the docket for Fidelity, and then how can we utilize our FinOps team to see if we can push that same message throughout the company and just amplify you know, whatever that mission's going to be for us. Yeah, well thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Always the award-winning. The award-winning. For at least the next year, every time I see you, I will say the award-winning Zach Statham. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, Finoptonaut. Did you make it? Are you still with me? This was a special episode. It's a little long. Finops Acts was pretty special. You know, I can speak at least for the Finops Foundation staff, my colleagues. It's a special memory. We'll always hold this near and dear to our hearts. It was just a great time well surpassed any expectations we had. And I can tell from the conversations I've had with a lot of the community members that many of you think so too. So just fantastic. We're going to do it again. That's the good news. So if you are filled with FOMO, well, I don't think you can be filled with FOMO because it's already happened. Probably ROMO, regret of missing out. If you have ROMO, if you listen to this podcast and you are just racked with Romo. Don't worry, we're gonna do it again. There's gonna be plenty more opportunities. So with that, let's just wrap this episode up with a bow. Thank you to every single person who's on the podcast and every single person who is at the conference, all 435 of you added to that conference. You're all part of it. Fantastic, thank you so much. That's all for this episode of Bin Off Spot.